when people find out that uh, oh, I've been working in Evernote for three, four months and I haven't been to the office, not even for once, I'm like, what? It's been been a ride, but the hardest part of it, uh, the first week I didn't have computer desk, I didn't have uh, computer chairs, I just sat down on the dining table and that brings, you know, after a few hours, some back pain and then you have to switch to sofa, sitting down on the sofa. <laughs> So so it was fun until I got things uh, in place. <laughs> Welcome to Avanad's podcast series. Thank you for stopping by. My name is Mats Lundell Nielten. I'm working as a full-stack developer and consultant here at Avanad. Today we have Niklas and Ahmad here to give you their experiences from joining Avnad during the pandemic. It can be challenging to just join a new company during this pandemic, but these guys have also moved to a new country as well. Moved here to join Avnad Norway. Yeah. Um, my name is uh, Ahmad El Huri. I started in Avenard in uh, on August 17th, right after uh, the first uh, break we got from the pandemic. So I moved to Norway uh, in July and started in Avenard as a um, technical solution architect and a group manager. And um, before that, I worked almost uh, all only solely in Denmark. I'm actually from Denmark, uh, where I studied there and worked in uh, multiple uh, different companies, both on consultancy side and also on the other side of the table, uh, and also a company called uh, Solar, which uh, there is also a big outdoing department here in, uh, in Norway for them. And I have experience uh, from uh, architect uh, all the way from uh, solution uh, application uh, kind of a bit of business a bit of enterprise lead developer developer mostly on uh, .NET frameworks and uh, cloud and then over to you Niklas yes uh, so my name is Niklas and uh, I'm from Sweden Gothenburg uh, before I joined Avanade I uh, used to have a store in Gothenburg for almost five years uh, so I was working in retail, and uh, during that period I was becoming more and more interested in programming. And uh, sooner or later I went back to school, uh, studied programming, and then uh, uh, joined another company called Capgemini. And sooner or later I uh, went to Norway and joined uh, Avanod. So uh, yeah, it's been also a good trip for me. <laughs> but I'm still pretty new in the tech industry, so it's very exciting. Uh, to both move to Norway and joining uh, Avanod. Mm. So today, as you two both know, but maybe the listener isn't aware yet that we're going to speak about how it is getting recruited and joining a new company now during the pandemic. And also go through what the onboarding has been like, how the community feeling is, and how it's been a challenge of never meeting the physical location before today, actually. So we have a lot in front of us. The first uh, point is onboarding. How is the onboarding mean for you, uh, Ahmad? Well, it's been a uh, roller coaster ride uh, <laughs> since uh, I came first time to the office without actually entering, just at the reception to get my equipment. And then I had to head back home. And a week later, uh, the onboarding process started. Mm -hmm. 
and it was mostly online. Uh, we got almost all uh, the necessary information uh, online uh, from the onboarding process. Uh, so it was kind of fun um, to start in this time, pandemic, you know, since we, most people hear about pandemic, especially in the last 60, 70 years, but never get to live through one of those. I know they're lucky, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also been a fun, you know, to say that we've lived through this uh, pandemic times and how we worked and how it changed the nature of, uh, of jobs, uh, being able to work remotely and companies starting to take it into consideration having employees to work permanently from home right now. So um, the challenge that it also provided was getting to know your new colleagues when you're working from home. Mm. So um, this has been a fun challenge and uh, luckily in, a, in the project that I'm working on right now, Hub, we have a lot of people from Evernote working so it gave me more uh, opportunity to get to know more people rather than working on a small project for a small client where we're only two three from Evernote and I don't get to know anyone since I'm not coming to the office in, the, in these times but um, no I think it, uh, it's been real good so far mm. and it has it had some own uh, perks along the way but mm -hmm. uh, that's it it's uh, it's what you what you get of positives and the negative of, of, of these pandemics yeah you also had a lot of uh, virtual uh, yes. onboarding. And yeah, I think we even was on the same yeah. onboarding. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was uh, joined uh, a little bit earlier, I think, than you. Uh, but I mm. joined also in August. Um, but yeah, it was mostly remote. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I, I really felt it in the beginning, like uh, you have so much uh, excitement and you have so much energy to uh, get to work and all that but then the corona hit and uh, everything is like very mellow at the moment for me so mm -hmm. doing a lot of studies but you're sitting home i i didn't expect it should be that kind of uh, a hit on myself but it was mm. but uh, as you said you have to like motivate yourself and uh, keep routines going and uh, yeah. motivate yourself to yeah yeah. to uh, talk to people. So I, I was invited, for example, to do the kickoff in uh, Avanod uh, this year. Uh, so I yeah, got to know some people mm. and talk to them uh, every day and all that and uh, join some meetings. I think uh, those small things uh, do a lot of uh, encouragement to like uh, looking forward to the next uh, opportunis opportunities mm. and so on. But uh, yeah, it, it, it has been a challenge for me, I think. Yeah. But you did it mostly from uh, your home in Sweden. Yeah, right? no, no, no. I I moved here uh, in the late of July, okay. and okay. so I've been sitting in my apartment since yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of people can recognize that. that like, yeah, especially people who are very extrovert really want to be socialized with people. Like it, it can be hard. I guess yeah. onboarding can be challenging at all times, mm. but. Uh, now especially uh, challenging when you can't meet each other what's been the one greatest challenge is there any tips you can give to other people or new uh, employees of Avanad on how onboarding session should go well um, i believe the onboarding we got online is one of the most successful onboardings i've mm. seen in my experience yeah. i mean i've worked in 
four or five major companies. Mm. Uh, one of them is uh, Solar, which exists here. The other one is also Net Company, which also exists here. Um, they had a good onboarding, but not uh, as the one that has been provided by, by Avenant. So we almost got to know all the aspects of the systems we're going to use, the people, the community, uh, all of this. Um, the only thing that we lacked was that CV partner thing, <laughs> which we didn't get a proper uh, onboarding about. And then later on, you get uh, an email. Um, the information you already applied are being evaluated, and you get these numbers with these different colors, and you don't know what do they mean. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, other than that, uh, yeah. no, they just need to focus on this uh, one week. It was yeah. almost one week onboarding. Um, and they get almost all the information yeah, people are going to need, especially new joiners. And they need also to pay foc focus or pay attention and focus on our talent community because they can help them through the way and also on their body that has been assigned to them. Like my body was Knut. Yeah, still is. Mm. Uh, and um, any question they just have, they just need to to pin their body, and he will help them. So instead of just wasting time and trying to figure it out, where is this specific portal or where is specific system? And how do I do this and how do I do that? Just uh, message your body, and, and he will help. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Everything. Mm. I also believe that it, uh, something I really recognized that was some some like a major part that was good is that you only have this one website like the go orange website <laughs> uh like you only have one portal to go to when you can find everything there mm. uh, and as you said also to have a body you can contact or even your carrier advisor mm. uh, is also a very good uh, supportive pillar i think that's very good to know for uh, <laughs> others that's probably coming in this same situation as you guys already been through mm. yeah because maybe we're not uh, done with this pandemic just yet, yet. yeah mm. but you also mentioned uh one important aspect of the talent community mm -hmm. of uh Fahlgruppe, as we say in norwegian how's the onboarding to your talent community been niklas uh i think it's uh, i think it's good that these kind of groups uh, exist because you can share a lot of materials if you need to study for something uh, for my case example uh, and you can ask everyone um, for help uh, and also this kind of side project we have, uh, I think it's a great way to engage people to do something outside of work or if you are on the bench, mm. uh, stuff like that. So I think my experience with it is very good. Mm. Yeah. You feel the same, Ahmad? Yeah, I mean, the important thing is that if someone has some information that they think they can share, then just do it, especially the, during uh, those meetings that we have. Mm. Um, like for example, um, we, m me and Stephanie are working on a workshop for Microsoft um, that they're going to invite uh, potential clients for uh, .NET moderni modernization and moving to Azure where we're going to give them a sales pitch and a case study and demonstration of uh, what they can do in Azure. So we... Uh, thought about it uh, me and Stephanie and, and, and Knut had a talk and uh, we're going to make it shorter for one and a half an hour and present it to talent community of course dropping the sales pitch part and all of this but presenting the case study that we're, we're working on for a specific customer and how 
it can be improvised and improved from on-prem during doing the assessment and migration and uh, utilizing the existing SaaS uh, or software as a service uh, in Azure, mm. how to get the customer up and going. So we thought about it and we're going to give it to, to the talent community as one and a half hour, trying to short down as much as possible from the material, but people should follow mm. on, on these talent communities because there's a lot of uh, important information that, that people might get uh, to use in, mm. in, in, in future projects. Mm. You also had a chance now soon to have multiple presentations for us in the software engineering talent community. How has it been uh, having a presentation for people that you haven't met before? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. As said, uh, we're getting used to the idea that our colleagues now exist virtually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's it's very important to use the webcam. Mm. And that is in general yeah. uh, advice. Yeah, yeah. Since we are just working from home most or 99% of the time, it's not so good to just work without uh, seeing the person you're talking to. Mm. So by having webcam turned on, it gives more of a closer feeling that you're getting to know your colleague more, help build this professional relationship with your colleagues, get to know them better, see their reaction on their faces when you're saying something. Yeah when they're trying to explain themselves. Mm. So it, it brings people closer to each other. And I think it's an important rule for us also when we're doing these meetings in talent community, which I've seen people also have done, that just open your webcams and, and let people see you. Do you often have your uh, webcam on, Niklas? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, uh, <laughs> in some meetings I don't use it, but uh, I normally like for instance, when we talk or stuff like that, then mm. I usually have webcams. But I think it's uh, people are maybe more used to use webcams in some cases before the pandemic. Yeah. And now during pandemic, it's like you should really use your webcam and people are not really uh, used to that idea. Uh, so mm. I think it's it's been hard to, for some people to like open up that kind of, uh, yeah, to always have webcam on. But yeah. uh, I think I agree with you that it's it's very important to like, there's so yeah. much body language that you are missing out if you're not yeah. having the webcam on. We had this experience uh, back in Denmark when I was working for KMD, which is one of the biggest software providers in Denmark, uh, software consultancy house. And they had also a department in Poland, uh, over 400 employees down there. Mm -hmm. And in Denmark, there was around uh, 2000 something employees alone. So we were working on a project where we had uh, 10 developers and uh, five architects in Denmark and around 30 developers in Poland. So it was essential for us to, to use webcam all the time during daily stand-ups and everything. Because when, when you're having so much employees in another country, and that was before the pandemic, mm. so you get to travel maybe once every 60 days or something to 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 see your colleagues to discuss something uh, down there so, but mostly it's just sitting behind the screen so we learn to understand the value of it when when you're working with people from other countries how, what a webcam can do and how it can affect the work mm. uh, positively so when these corona times came we're already used to it <laughs> and we know the value of it so um so it's really important for people to to use it 
Yeah. It sounds, sounds like you had some uh, experiences before the pandemic then on how important it is for yeah. the, all of this and how to use these tools. Yeah. But uh, even though you sound like uh, almost an expert in being a di- digital uh, consultant, was it weird not meeting or being at the uh, office until now, finding a physical location for your new company? Yeah, uh, it has been kind of actually weird because uh, when people find out that uh, Oh, I've been working in Avanade for three, four months, and I haven't been to the office not even for once. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it's been been a ride, but the hardest part of it because I was I also moved a few weeks before I started Avanade to Norway, and I couldn't bring my setup with me from Denmark. I had to sell everything in Denmark, mm. and then I started uh, the first week. I didn't have computer desk I didn't have a computer chairs I just sat down on the dining table and that brings you know after a few hours some back pain and then you have to switch to sofa sitting down on the sofa (laughs) so so it was fun until I got things uh, in place (laughs) (laughs) yeah because a lot of people can relate to uh, sitting at just a dining table with a bad uh, chair yeah (laughs) my my advice is buy a gaming chair and this is what I did yeah did yeah Yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking about it. Is it worth the investment? Yeah, uh, especially those that has these pillows on, on the middle of the back and the pillow around, uh, behind the neck. Mm. Those called ra- gaming, uh, racing gaming chairs, something like that. Mm. So you find them different price categories, but they're really good. They're made for you to sit and game for hours and hours. So it's really fit to work. But going back to the thing about the physical location and being at office, when was your first time being here, Niklas? Uh, I think it was in the beginning of August. Uh, I was here picking up my computer, and then I got help uh, setting it up. Uh, got programs insta- yeah, installed. Uh, yeah, so I think that was my first time. I, and I since then I was here maybe two times. Mm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, this is your first time. So. <laughs> this is my first time today, and it's also <laughs> today where I got I got I got to pick up my access card. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, but yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a important to have a good chair. I'm using the the ones like everyone has the IKEA uh, computer chair or what's it called. It's like the mm. most common chair everyone has. Uh, it's 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 okay. It's not the best best really, but <laughs> it's decent. Yeah. No, I went uh, I went all gaming road. Bought a gaming screen, gaming keyboard, gaming mouse, gaming chair. So just to get to the extreme and uh, <laughs> you know you need to make it fun while you're sitting at yeah. home alone <laughs> yeah with the <laughs> lighting <laughs> also or yeah rgb <laughs> <laughs> cool to code <laughs> yeah but you had been to the uh, i'm going also back now to the physical location of stuff but uh, to the clients uh, yeah i've been to the client uh, like around uh, 15 times or something so yeah. so i I get I got to memorize the client's location before even setting a foot in Evanon's office. So, mm. so that was a uh, that was fun. But at the client location, I got to meet uh, some of our colleagues over there. Yeah. So that was uh, that was really important. 
also just randomly ran into a new uh, colleague of us last week by being here at the office and he was uh, just all alone uh, getting his pc <laughs> and it uh, looks really odd uh, onboarding <laughs> these days i can can only imagine but when you set up your computer in the class you didn't have to do it by yourself there was other people uh, here as well uh no i was on call with uh, our it uh, uh yeah specialist or what to call her uh she was helping me out uh uh, via the phone uh, so yeah but I was sitting here and just doing that and then I went back home when everything was done but since then uh, it's been easier to socialize uh, from what also you commented on earlier about uh, being able to set up the kickoff and also getting to know our colleagues then uh, on a virtual space at least but has it been uh, easier or more challenging to get into know the city have you had any uh, experience with getting to know Oslo while you've been here? I mean, in Sweden, they have a very relaxed approach to the COVID. So in the beginning, I was uh, going around in Oslo and like you normally do when you go around and uh, mm. seeing a city. But uh, then when the whole thing become more and more worse, I become more paranoid. So I was sitting more home and uh, yeah, the whole thing really became like this cloud in your mind, like you shouldn't really go out and uh, mm. uh, be close to people. So uh, yeah, I think I think it's, uh, I haven't really done everything I want to do yet, but uh, when everything is over, I will start hiking more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went out actually a lot. I'm not that paranoid when it comes to it. Okay, I'm not this type of people who don't believe in COVID. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, come on, when you're working from home most of your days, or 99% of your days, you need to get out. Mm. Um, so um, the first uh, few months, me and my girlfriend, we almost went out eating twice, three times a week at oh, least. Oh, really? Yeah. But... We also try to keep our distance, even when we're in the restaurants. You know, mm. be yeah. sure you do the things right, but uh, just get out. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, important. I remember when I moved here and we went out actually to some restaurant. I think it was two times I went out, but I remember that people had this look on you, like they were staring at you and like, "Are you really sure you <laughs> sh should be here?" <laughs> so, uh, and I think. Um, I mean, even comparing Sweden to Norway now, like when you used uh, what's called mask. Mumbin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge difference between Sweden and Norway. Like in Sweden, maybe one in 20 using it. But here it's like the exception if, you use, uh, if you're not using it. So everyone is using it in Norway. Mm. Even the kids is using it. Uh, that was like a big surprise for me. Yeah. So uh, it's more like a taboo thing here to not really doing the correct way, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same also uh, in Denmark. I've um, mm. been to Denmark around a month ago to visit my uh, kids. I have two kids, by the way. Uh, one is 18. The other one is uh, 11 years old. And Denmark, they were a bit more uh, strict on these procedures. Like, uh, you're not allowed to buy alcohol after 10 o'clock. Okay, what does this have to do with COVID? But anyways, you're not allowed to buy alcohol <laughs> after 10 o'clock. And no restaurants or bars should be open after 10 o'clock. And um, masks everywhere, uh, public transport and, and all of this. I, but I think it's recently they took a decision here in, in Oslo 
that you'll get fined if they don't find you uh, with a mask mm. in uh, public transportation. But still, for some reason, it's uh, hitting harder in Denmark than it is in Norway. Mm. But uh, yeah. But also, what I was uh, trying to get at with getting to know Oslo as well is uh, the aspect of learning a new language. Also, when you not only uh, onboarding or getting to a new company, but also to a new country. Mm. Mm. But uh, my impression of you guys is that it's easier to understand Norwegian than it is for the Danish to understand the Swedish and yes. also the other way around. So maybe yeah. Norwe- learning Norwegian isn't the hardest for you guys? No, uh, it's not the hardest. Uh, right now, I mean, I understand most of the Norwegian that's being said to me. But unfortunately, when I'm talking to some people who aren't ethnically Norwegian or grew up in Norway, it's hard for them to understand Danish. Mm. So I'm still in the process of trying to talk Danish, but in a more Norwegian pronunciation. But sometimes I do for, tend to forget. So, and I don't have, unfortunately right now, since uh, I have a lot of things going on at work and uh, different uh, projects working on right now, uh, I had in mind to just have on uh, those audiobooks mm. and just repeat after them take a month two until i get it perfected but uh, <laughs> yeah but in general cases no it wasn't and sometimes people would listen to me and they would answer me back in english thinking that i don't talk norwegian or scandinavian <laughs> no no i'm talking danish and then they correct back to norwegian okay <laughs> <laughs> do you have any sem- similar uh yeah sources i agree of i norwegian? mean norwegian is pretty easy i mean i I said before, like 95% I understand. There is just some word difference between Swedish and Norwegian, mm. I think. Uh, but when it comes to understanding Danish, like you and me, I, I can't understand when you speak Danish. So <laughs> we go with English. <laughs> 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 but I think, yeah, Norwegian is more like, I think it's more easily to adapt to it. Uh, I mean, for me, it's only to, like when I'm speaking to my college, I speak more slowly when a normal Swedish, but slowly. And uh, I hope to, they do the same because then I can really catch up the Norwegian language and the words. Mm. Uh, and I mean, if there is a word I don't understand, I ask what it means and then I try to remember it and use it myself when, I, uh, yeah, when I'm trying to speak normal Swedish, but then use a Norwegian word mm. uh, instead. So I think it's uh, starting to become more and more clear for the listener that you've uh, maybe like a challenge that you've uh, joined a new company and also come to a new country now during the pandemic yeah and he also had some comments on keeping the right mindset even though it's uh, maybe it's challenging times Mm. that is important to focus on being positive and maybe enjoying the challenge as well what is the best uh, most important part of having a growth mindset or a positive mindset during all this um, what do you focus on during these challenging times well i try to see the positive side of it and um other than okay we have luckily good colleagues we're we're working with uh, friendly colleagues who are always there to to answer you about something you don't know uh, some routines but um, the positive thing and one of the most interesting things I found at Evanad is that our uh, career path that um, in most other IT companies where you see this tendency that you have a director or a manager that don't have technical capabilities. 
or haven't even studied IT from the beginning. They come from some business side of things. And sometimes it make, makes you real like, ugh, what are they thinking about? They can understand what we're saying. They can understand what we're talking. They don't have our mindset. They haven't been in our shoe to understand why we're discussing these specific problems and how it can be solved. They look at it from a different perspective. So when when seeing that Avanant has set a clear goal, clear path, and took time to make these things, making it possible for us to have these especially technical leadership careers. So if you're good at the technical stuff, you don't need to give it up to go uh, in the leadership way. No, you can combine both at the same time. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of space when it comes to growth here in Evanant. And as uh, Les mentioned, we were having an interview yesterday uh, with a new candidate, and Les mentioned that uh, he uh, joined another company when he uh, left Evanant back in 2017. And he took these things for granted here in Evanon, thinking that other companies have the same mindset. Mm. But he quickly figured out, uh, found out that it's totally the opposite. And four months afterwards, he came back to Evanon. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so no, I, I, uh, these are one of the things that I love about Evanon, and uh, and keeps me going every day. Okay, there is a, there is always a. Um, something better waiting for you uh, when it comes to your career, when it comes to your growth, when it comes to challenges that, uh, yeah, I'm working on, on, on this big challenging project, but down the pipeline, there's something also even more interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's from my uh, side. Mm. I, I really like the skill hub, for example. Like you can add your skills and see mm-hmm. how, uh, where you can progress even more and uh, yeah. what uh, skills you can add uh, and what your uh, TC lead is uh, recommending mm. kind of skills you want to add. Yeah, and you can so. see also the skills that are important mm. for Evernote and Accenture. Yeah, exactly. So you might have a whole lot of skills, but they're not important. Mm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Do you have any good tips for keeping a good working routine during these days? It's easy for a lot of people to uh, just sit in the pajamas basically and work uh, all day. Uh, I would say to have r- routines. Mm. So like if you work out, do it every day if you can that or uh, just keeping routines is very important, I would say. Uh, and like we said before, take a take a walk, mm. uh, not sit, not, uh, not sitting inside all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I will, yeah, routines is super important. Well, sometimes I just uh, take a five minute break, uh, make a cup of coffee and stand on the balcony, even though it's cold. Mm. But just uh, get a fresh air, look at people walking around, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and then get back to work. Yeah, I feel like it's several days, it's just important for me to just get up and get an apple or something and then just yeah. stand in the living room looking yeah. out, not only inside looking at uh. the computer, it's important. Uh. But that was some. Uh, there's been a lot of good tips here, and it's been super interesting to hear your stories. So now we're getting maybe to the end of the episode. Do you have two uh, or three main takeaways from this episode that uh, the listeners can sit with when they uh, end this episode? What about you, Niklas? Open up your webcam. <laughs> have a walk. 
have a walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, take a coffee. No, I mean, it's uh, it's hard. I mean, everything is new for everyone, I guess. And uh, as you said in the beginning, like it's a it's the first time pandemic experience. Mm. Uh, so everything is new. But uh, yeah, like we said before, having routines and uh, if you can give one, one uh, best tip for an employer onboarding new employees, what would that be? Tough question. Yeah, it's a tough one for the employer onboarding new employees. Mm. Well, Every employee, I mean, it depends from people, but uh, mostly what I've seen is that uh, when you join a company, you want to know how you can uh, advance your career in this company, how it can bene- benefit you both uh, technically, technical-wise and career-wise. And this was one of the sales pitch that I got during my recruiting process of uh, how quickly we can advance here in our careers and how we can gain more experience and stuff and how we can get certifications and stuff. This was and it should be one of the main sales pitch for uh, for people who are recruiting. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I will mm. agree. It's a, it, they have a Avanal has a huge platform for learning. Mm. So, yeah, take advantage of that. Mm. Great. And as I already mentioned, it was very, very interesting to hear more about your stories getting into and joining the Avanal family. So thank you very much for joining us in the studio here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Again, thank you Ahmad and Niklas for joining us in the studio today. It was very interesting learning more about you and hearing your stories. Be sure to not miss any new episode. You can find our series on avna.com or subscribe to our podcast series on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. Good. Bye. This podcast is copyright of Avanard, the leading provider of innovative digital and cloud services, business solutions, and design-led experiences.